Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed, and I'm just so happy to be here with you today. You know, thank you so much for uh, spending this time with me. You could be doing so many other things, but the fact that you're spending this time with me, listening to this podcast, and because I know it's because you love the word of the Lord and you love Jesus, and I am so there with you. So thank you that we're spending this time together. We're in agreement of everything that's being said in this podcast. And I want to uh, continue to talk to you about faith. And, you know, and just speaking of that, you know, I know on the last, if you listen to the previous podcast before this, there's the interview with Kashistov Chachat. And in that interview, we talked about the audio Bible. Well, guess what? We're still talking a little bit about the audio Bible. There are um, so many things out there to get you engaged and exposed to stories in the Bible, just really exciting things. So I want to tell you real quick about uh, the Forgiven podcast series that came out uh, this particular month. And they are joining me, partnering with me uh, on this show today. So I'm so excited. I'm just going to play for you a clip from their podcast. Now, to find out more about them, you can go to theforgivenpodcast.com. But let me just give you a clip of how exciting they're making stories in the Bible. drama retelling Bible scandals in a more modern setting, focusing on forgiveness in a cancel culture. It is accompanied by daily bonus episodes, so make sure you tune in for a new experience. Take a listen. Take a listen. Take a listen. Imagine knowing you were meant to be the leader of everyone in your life. You were elite in your home and held influence among your peers. At night, your dreams affirmed that all who were around you would one day kneel at your feet. Oh my gosh. So, you know, they are obviously talking about King David in that particular story. But, you know, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the stories of King David. I love everything that uh, that happened with him and for him and how he would just triumph through it all. And you talk about faith now. I'm telling you, uh, one thing about these stories, they enhance your faith. And that's exactly what makes this particular episode so important because I want to talk to you today about... Why faith? Why do you need to have faith? And why Why is it so important? Who cares about faith anyway? We're living in a world where there's so many things around us that are going on. Things that you behold and see with your physical eyes and then it just attacks your faith in a way that you literally start becoming weaker if you don't stay strong with it. Well, I'm going to come to you today from the book of Philippians, which is actually my favorite book in the Bible. Oh my gosh. I love Philippians. I mean, there, there, there are other books that kind of come close. You know, the book of Hebrews is, is just fantastic. Uh, but 
There's something about the book of Philippians where I just, you can feel Paul's heart when he's talking. And this entire book is to build up your faith to the extent that you should not want to go back the other way anymore. It's a great book to meditate on. It's not very long. There literally are only about four books here. Uh, if you have different versions of the Bible other than the King James Version, they give you a uh, an introduction to what the Philippian, book of Philippians is about. That's why I said about four chapters, but then there's the introduction also, so I'm going to read to you from the NIV version. And what I'm going to do is highlight different areas in the in the book of Philippians that I think that stick out and help you to understand why building up your faith is so important in a time where people are just not even thinking about faith, but know that they want something bigger than what they are and have no idea how to build it and why faith is even important. Now, when you accepted Jesus as your savior, when you accepted uh, salvation, uh, excuse me, when you accepted Jesus as your savior, you automatically had salvation and the salvation is giving you eternal life. That is the gift that God gave you for accepting him as your savior. So you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth that God has raised Jesus from the grave and he is alive today, which makes you saved. And with that, you have salvation, you have prosperity, you have victory, you have eternal life, you have so many things. And we have to understand that we're automatically given faith we don't have to do anything else to get it. We have to get, uh, we're given faith. And what happens when we're given faith, the enemy tries to step in to steal things from us to make us think we never had it. He tries to step in and steal our health. So we have a tax on our health. He tries to step in and steal our, the joy that we have in our families. Like your family, you feel rejected. So you've never been accepted. He wants to make sure you feel like you've never, uh, been well off, wealth wise or financially. Now, you know, when we became the seed of Abraham, we already had our inheritance. So the enemy comes in and steals our finances to try to make us believe we never had them and we'll never get them. And this is when faith comes in the door. This is so important because the rest of the world is going to say, well, I'm broke. I'll never have any money. Well, I'm sick. I'll never be well. Well, I've never had a good marriage and I'll never get a good marriage. That's talk of defeat. And that is talk of someone who is hopeless, has no faith. And many Christians talk like that. You know, I just want to insert a story real quick. I have a brother. I still have a brother, but this particular brother passed away and he, that still makes him my brother. I had a brother that passed away who on his entire life, he struggled with juvenile diabetes. Now, of course he believed in God. Of course he went to church. We grew up Baptist. I say this all the time, but he would always speak this over his life. Well, you know, I'm sick. You know, this disease is eventually going to kill me. It's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. It's just going to kill me. And sure enough, that's exactly what it did. At a very young age, he passed away unexpectedly of 36. I mean, death came like a thief in the night. Literally, he passed away at 4 a.m. in the morning of, of what was a heart attack, but was stimulated from a pulmonary embolism which most people rarely die of. And I've probably talked about this probably in my first season of my podcast, but I say all this because he didn't focus on what God said about him. And the only reason why he didn't, because he was not constantly in the word, listening to what the word says about him. He didn't have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. So he didn't know how to connect the word with what was already in him. And this is the importance of why I do this. Because the truth is, to this day, I deeply miss my brother. 
But I also know how he passed away. And I don't want to see anyone else die like that. Because people are dying like that all over the world right now. But, you know, if I can help it, my goal is to help educate God's people and, and, and say as much as I can to help make this world um, more faith built, right? So with that said, let's see what Paul is saying. So I'm going to take you to uh, if Philippians 1, if you have your Bible open with you. Uh, the, uh, the, the first chapter of Philippians, I tell you, sometimes I do these podcasts. I'm so excited. I start looking at my text and thinking about what I'm going to say. And I don't think about numbers, but numbers are important because without them, you can't find (laughs) where I want to send you in the Bible. Right? So Philippians one verse six. Okay. One thing Paul says, he says, now being confident of this, that who, who began, he, who began a good work in you will carry it out until completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So basically what he's saying here is that God is the author and finisher of our faith. I said this in previous podcasts when we talked about faith and he is confident that God will complete this. So in other words, God continues to work with you and work with you and work with your faith and pushing it up and pushing it up to higher levels because he wants to complete that, complete that. And Paul is saying he will complete that. He will complete that until the day Jesus returns. So that tells me right now, your faith is always going to be pushed to higher and newer levels, higher. And and when those levels come, changes come so rapidly in your life. Now, the higher up you get, the more intense the attacks occur because the enemy knows he can't make you angry anymore by stealing your, having someone steal your bike. Who cares about that? But what he'll do is something even deeper. He may cause a witch to befriend you and this witch will steal something from you. Like, you know, uh, your finances, put your finances on hold. Now, how would you even know? Well, you have to discern by the spirit. That's why you have to make sure you have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. This is critical stuff here. And I'm telling you right now, I'm speaking from experience. (laughs) Yes, this is experience. And that example I just gave, that happened to me. Okay. So I think I know a little something about faith, right? And that's just the nature of the beast. That's, you know, we have all kinds of people in this world. But the most important thing you understand that the root behind a lot of the uh, evil period is the devil. And the root behind good and graciousness and glory and love is God. So that's why I always talk about uh, warfare. Now, um, Paul is telling the, uh, the Philippians that... Uh, they had a lot of trouble in that area and we, he saw where their faith was slipping, but the word that he was giving them was to encourage them to stay strong in who they are. And if you move down to verse nine in the same chapter, he says, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. I just gave you the example of discernment. This is is so important and so good. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes to Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Now, in this area, he focuses on righteousness and how literally when we focus on our relationship and everything that God is doing through us and we have an understanding that God is working through us, it pushes us to an area of righteousness that the world cannot touch us. So we are placed in, you know, in God's hiding place. Now, why is righteousness important? Well, if you're not living a righteous life, you're living the other kind of life in the world. And if you look at the rest of the world and the issues that people are having, there are not in living a righteous life. 
you don't want any part of it. These people have some serious problems that come from not being protected by what the um, having that relationship with the Holy Spirit gives us, that protection that God gives us. And so in this, Paul is saying that we're filled with the fruit of righteousness so that you may be able to discern what is able. Uh, you know, I take the verse and I, I, I literally make them work for what God is trying to say. But the most important thing that you may be able to discern what is best. So in other words, when you have any issue come into your life, because this life is full of issues and many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us out of them all. OK, so when you are, uh, you know, when you are affected by an issue, the first thing that should come to mind is what does the Holy Spirit <clears throat> excuse me, has to say about this. Because your first natural inclination is to deal with it in your own mind. And that's exactly what you don't want to do. So when we start thinking about what the Holy Spirit has to say, it comes down to patience because the Spirit may not say anything initially. Matter of fact, you may have to go and literally, what you should do anyway, is talk to God about it, pray about it. Uh, In other words, talk Praying is that conversation with God. Find some scriptures that's applicable to what you're going through. Listen to some stories on the audio Bible, or you can read the stories yourself. But how does this relate to my present life and what can I do? I got to make a decision today. And that's how you feel. Now, God knew that before you even had the issue. He already knew you were going to have the issue. Matter of fact, he was the one that allowed the issue to take place. So you may feel an urgency to make a decision. But the important thing is to discern what is the spirit saying and how do I handle this situation? This is how your faith is being built. This is how your character is being renewed. Your your mind, your spirit is being renewed every day by issues that come into your life. Okay, so we have to be thankful for these issues because if we didn't have issues, we wouldn't be going anywhere. There's no, there is absolutely no promotion spiritually without them. If you move down to verse 14, same chapter, he says, and because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all of the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. You know, I highlighted this particular uh, verse because I thought it was so powerful and Paul gave the ultimate sacrifice next to Jesus. He was always uh, basically shackled up in chains, beaten, hungry, betrayed, uh, you know, brutalized, talked about. He had he never really had much of a break, but every chance he got, he was pushing towards his faith. He was pushing others towards their faith. He was thankful for what he went through. And this is what Philippians is all about. Now, here's the blessing. Now, this is why it's important for you, Christian, to be that example for others, because here Paul is saying, because he's in chains, other people have become more confident in the Lord. Which is I find absolutely amazing. Now, we know there are underground churches in the world. There are places all over the world people cannot even say the name of Jesus. If they do, they could be persecuted, killed, um, in chains themselves, in jail. And one thing Paul is saying uh, is because of that that have given others more confidence and to not be fearful because they see him not being fearful. They see him being that example. When we can go through an issue, 
Okay, when we can go through an issue and be rejoicing in the Lord over it because we know that God is using this to help us be more discerning, to push our faith to a new level. We're looking at his word, reading his word, meditating on his word every day because this is how we renew our minds to even get to this point. When we become that example for others and others see your life and want to be, uh, they want to be saved. They want to learn more about Jesus. They want, they want to even just have a friendship or a relationship with you because they think your life is just so amazing. You have done something. You have done something. You have literally become a friend of God. And this is where Paul is with this. You know, um, and I really do believe the Philippians were changed by this. I mean, you know, we see the letters, we know they had issues, but we see the example, they they had to be because Paul said this in this verse, right? He says that he was in chains and they've become um more um co- he they become more confident in the Lord. That that is the point. That's the point of faith. Why faith? This is why right here. This is answering your question right here. Uh not only do you have to use this to build yourself up because the Holy Spirit is going to do it for you, but you still have to make an intentional effort to read the word and spend that time with the Holy Spirit, but most importantly to be that examples for others. And he wasn't even trying to be an example. He was just literally trying to push forth because he loved Jesus and he loved who he had become. And he appreciated the persecution because it gave him the humility he needed to press forth only in the glory of the Lord. Not because he had the physical ability to do it, because God gave him that ability to do it. This is how you see the amazement, the miracle signs and wonders of who God is. And this is how people see that on your life through what Paul talks about here in this verse. That's why faith is important. Now, you cannot stay at a level one faith your entire life. And this happens all the time, unfortunately. If you stay at a level one faith all of your life, then you end up towards the end of your life, speaking death over your life and die with little faith. And become a victim of warfare. And you never grow. And you you literally become spiritual babes forever. Just like a baby wasn't meant to last and be a baby forever. Your faith is never meant to stay as a spiritual babe forever. It has to grow. It has to grow. That's just how it's supposed to be. That's how God made us to be. When you find that it isn't, you've allowed the devil to come in. And we can talk about that all day, right? You know, but most importantly... Uh, I just want to make sure you understand why faith is important. Now, let's move on down. So we're going to go up to verse 22 now. Still, it's the first chapter. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart to be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. Oh, uh, this is verse 26. So that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. I love, I, I really love the life of Paul. I mean, you talk about some really good educational, God-centered, spiritual, uh, Holy Spirit-filled writing. This is it. I mean, I don't know if you're going to get better than this. I, I just, I really don't. You know, Paul really understands what it means to be with the Lord and to have that relationship with the Lord via the Holy Spirit. He knows this because he desires to be with the Lord. 
it's not because Paul was in chains. It's because he understands the goodness of the Lord. He wants to be with the Lord, which is wonderful for him, but he knows the Philippians really need him there because he needs to help build up their faith. Because he says on the in the last thing, on the count of me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. I love that. Go back up to verse 25. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. So he chose, because he had such a great relationship, he said, I'm going to spend a little bit more time in this physical body, spend a little bit more time in chains, be brutalized a little bit more, because it is on account of your faith through, in other words, you're going to have more faith, better faith, higher faith, but if I stay here in this body and be here, and you will learn that through the account of me. This is the responsibility you start getting. Uh, when you start building that relationship, even with your own faith, you get more and more responsibility, more and more accountability. How many people, let me ask you a question. How many people right now have been saved because of something you said or did? How many people gave their life to Christ because of something you said? Then we don't want them out there idly, uh, you know, randomly walking like a lost soul and then giving an account to the devil. We don't want that for them. No. Because God is love and we serve a loving God. We serve a loving God, meaning we have love and we care about where they're going. No, we don't push it on them. No, that's not what I'm saying. But we be that example for them and we talk to them gently about Jesus and they make the choice. That's it. That's it. But I love how Paul chose to stay in his body. Because he wanted them to grow more and more in their faith. And at verse 27, he says, Whatever happens as citizens of heaven, live in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together with one accord for the faith of the gospel. Striving together in one accord for the faith of the gospel. I love it because he basically just told us what happens after you die. Uh, he said, I, in other words, you know, in my relationship with the Lord, I, I may not be in this, even if I'm not in my physical body, I'm still going to know how everything is going with you. But know that Jesus is still with you. That's the most important thing. <sighs> Striving together with one accord for the faith of the gospel. The faith of the gospel. I love that. I love how he places your love for who Christ is, your love for pushing forward for the salvation of souls, your love just for even establishing your own faith. Because when you establish your own faith, you're building upon what God has given you and how he's trusting you more and more and more. And knowing that you can't lose. Paul is saying in this, he's saying so much. I'm just touching upon a little bit. You can't lose you can't when you've you've already been given eternal life you can't lose with your faith because you already have eternal life if you stay in this body push towards this when it comes to the gospel the faith in the gospel but if you're not going to be in your body you're resting with the lord you literally have so much peace and bliss with the lord which is what how is it and this is why you know in in another book he says, and I cannot think of the verse right now, but he talks about how don't be afraid of man because when they kill you, what's the, what more can they do to you? It's true. I mean, he says that clearly you see the example in this verse. He says, be a fear, the one who can put you in, in fire. 
You see what I'm saying? In other words, fear when you make bad decisions to go to hell and end up in the lake of fire, which is not where you want to go. Okay, so you have don't have to fear anything when it comes to this body at all. And this is how the world is operating right now when it comes to fear. And this is why we talk about when you have faith, you don't have to worry about fearing. This is exactly why we say that because of that. Why faith? Why faith? Because with that, you have so many more promises that the world cannot give you. The world cannot help you. They cannot help you. There's no one, unless someone's going to talk to you and open up their Bible and sit with you and pray with you and share the word with you and care about the salvation of your soul and and continue to pray with you and be there with you when it comes to Jesus to help your relationship and sustain your relationship. They can't help you. They can't help you. This is why faith is important. I'm going to end this right now. And I just want to tell you, how much of a blessing it is to talk to you about this. Um, I just want to give you a high level overview of what makes faith so important, why we care about faith and what does it mean to all of us. Um, Once again, you are a very special audience. The Holy Spirit has been very clear to me about who my audience is and why he's sending them. So I don't take this lightly. Um, When you have done something for just one The whole kingdom rejoices. Angels rejoice. Angels celebrate you. They celebrate you. Who cares who celebrates you and not celebrating you on this earth? No one cares about that. But angels are celebrating you. So thank you so much for your time today. Because I know that your faith is stronger because of this message. You can go onto the Forgiven website uh, for their podcast, theforgivenpodcast.com. You will be so blessed by this. I uh, would love to uh, hear your feedback on that. Love at Cardelia.com uh, is my email. And remember, if nothing else, I look to see you next time. Jesus loves you and so do I.